This is Green Across a Podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McBay, now part of the Digitant Podcast Network. How's it going, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we have Savannah Miles. She was the 2018 Miss Georgia Teen USA and 2020 Teen Universe USA. She gives us a peek into the pageant world and Kelly and Carrie, well, we try to wrap our head around it. All right, guys. So excited for you guys to hear from Savannah. Let's get started. So I think um, I mentioned body image. Like, yeah, that'd be great. I think that there's so many things in pageants in general that I think, and we'll talk about this with her, obviously, but I know that there's scholarship money. I know they have a platform. I think they do a lot of really amazing, great things in that sense. Um, and listen, to be totally honest, like who are we to judge about body image from Miss America when as dancers, like that's a big part of being a performer. You know, I do feel like with Carrie, you, we haven't really talked about this because I think we have talked about the fact that um, as a performer, like there is a look, there is things that are mm-hmm. so expected. Yeah. Do you think that that's changing though a little bit? in the dance world, because I feel like I'm seeing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, in the world it's changing in general. Um, but I feel like I'm seeing that in performers. Yeah. Uh, the best example I can think of baby daddy just got home. Hey baby daddy. (laughs) Um, the best example (laughs) I can think of is, uh, my, my colleague who is now dancing for Lizzo. Okay, so you know what's so yeah. funny is um, Lizzo. Well, I when I said all of that, Lizzo was who I had in mind in on a whole because I did see that thing where she said, you know, I'm I'm out there, like I'm I'm doing this for all women. Yeah, and she is such a big star. So, yeah. of course, she gets a lot of visibility. She's about to do a big tour. I know friends who have bought tickets to that LA show. My friend's bringing her daughter and so excited just to see this huge star making amazing music who is extremely talented musically. And then, you know, she's just a, a bigger woman and her dancers match her look. Um, my colleague, uh, I think I think I'm saying it right, uh, Charlene, um, I'm going to have to check that because for some reason it's not coming up in my mind. Um, she's been dancing and choreographing for a long time and I would never have categorized her as a plus model slash dancer. Yeah. But um, she fits with the group now and she's killing it. I mean, and my agent had said too, when I interviewed her for my dance blog that, uh, what she is enjoying is watching artists and production companies want other things. They want different sizes. They want completely different looks, like not just pretty. Yeah. Not just tall and skinny. It's great. Um, It's wonderful. And then also what I'd love to talk about is inside the pageant world, what that's like in 2022, you know, cause yeah. Um, there's, you know, what is that show they did for pageant kids? I have no idea. It's I'm like not- a honey boo boo or something. That's the, oh, that's yeah, the yeah. girl, um, that there was such a toxic culture, you know, like 
I know that show had really highlighted some of the toxicness behind the scenes in that culture. And I wonder if it's still like that, if it's, if it's uh, evolved. Well, I have to say, so I did a pageant. Really? Yeah. Hi, guys. Oh, yay. Hi. So sorry. That message is so long. I was like, where is the password? <laughs> You're fine. It's all You're good. Fine. You're gorgeous as I, as I expected you to be. Why do you guys have sweaters on? Because cold in Georgia. <laughs> we don't live in California and we're cold. <laughs> so- Look at this. Spaghetti straps. It's hot here. I have air conditioning on. Absolutely not. We, I have the heater on. <laughs> I have the heater on too. So, Savannah, this is Carrie. She's my partner in crime. Savannah, if you could just um, tell tell our listeners and me, because I don't know a lot of the stuff, uh, <laughs> just introduce yourself, where you're from, a little bit about your family, what you do on an everyday basis, and we'll get into um, the pageant the pageant world, which I have no idea about. (laughs) Perfect. Um, My name's Savannah. Um, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, where I still live. Um, And my mom, um, I grew up with a single mom, which I believe is where you met me. Um, But she worked for Avon, which is a makeup company. So I grew up around beauty, which kind of propelled me into the pageant world. Um, And now I get to renovate homes. So in Atlanta, on my more normal scale, I help flip homes in the Atlanta area to make them more livable for cute little families. And I'm raising a little French bulldog named Bo, who is absolutely crazy, but takes up a lot of my life. <laughs> I love, I saw, because I was obviously stalking you a little bit. I love Bo. Oh, there was a lot of Bo. I saw a lot of Bo um, action going on on the Facebook page. And I love that you flip houses. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I feel like that's crazy. So Carrie, her mom um, was at Avon the same time that I was at Avon. Um, For a short time, I was uh, regional. I was, you know, in the sales team. And so I knew your, I didn't know your mom, but I was from afar, knew your mom. And so your mom and I follow each other and I started seeing you pop up all the time. Um, And so I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to have you on. And so that's how we cross paths. It's crazy how networks cross. It's crazy. My number one fan, my mom. <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that your mom was a single mom. So do you feel, um, I, I think, which I, I'm speaking out loud, I, I have been a single mom in bits and pieces of my life, I would say. Right. And I feel like, do you feel like that's a special relationship because it was the two of you against the world in some ways? I don't want to speak for you. I don't want to speak for you. I absolutely agree. I think my mom has become my best friend um, ever since a very young age. Um, And I don't think that's a dynamic that a lot of girls have with their mom since they have two relationships or kind of, you know, supplying um, and getting stuff from both. So with me, I was constantly being fed through my mom um, and she really did become my best friend and she knows everything about me, even things she wished she didn't probably, um, <laughs> but really it, it, it is us against the world. And I wouldn't change that. I love that. Did your mom do pageants? She did. So back in the eighties, Donna was a pageant. Okay. <laughs> I feel like there's, I know a few people that have been in pageants before and I feel like it's like a family thing. You know what I mean? Like if your mom does it, like she knows all the ins and outs, she knows all of the things. 
And so do you feel like, um, were you at all around that or did you hear her stories or was it more that she wanted you to experience some of the things that she had experienced through being a part of that world? Actually, no. Um, so my mom competed in a couple pageants when she was in her twenties, um, but nothing really serious. And growing up, she would show me the photos of her and her gowns. And of course, you know, being a girl, it was like, Oh, I love it. I want my own gown. Um, but my mom never encouraged me to do it. She actually didn't have the best experience doing it. And so she kind of was against me doing it. She was like, no, you should do sports. You should be a cheerleader. Like, let's keep you in school. Um, so no. Um, and so I was kind of the one that took initiative and signed myself up and was super adamant about doing them. Okay. I love that. And I think with your mom being in beauty in general, you were around all of the glitz, the glam. I mean, her job was very high profile as well in a sense. And I think being a public speaker, I'm sure that that, that pours into the pageant life in general. So when was your first pageant? Like, when was it like, mom, I'm doing this. I was 15. So I just got my learner's permit, which was a big deciding factor because I could drive myself kind of to all the things I needed. (laughs) Yes. So you started doing pageants then and where did you start off with just small things? Oh yeah, absolutely. I started off doing my high school pageant. Um, It was called Miss Mountain View and I got fourth runner up out of five girls, um, which is last place. Uh, (laughs) And, but I didn't know that in the time Um, they called me for fourth runner up and I was so excited. I thought I had done something amazing. Uh, So that took a few minutes to realize, but you know, we had to start from the bottom and now we're here. (laughs) As you start to go into pageants, you know, and you're starting to have success. And I'm guessing, I don't know, because I don't know anything about the pageant pageant world, but do you feel like people start to hone in on you because they do see that you have something, they can see that you're a great public speaker. And so they, you know, even in these smaller pageants around the state, they're like, okay, this, this is someone who could be Miss Georgia. This is someone that could run for us. And they start to hone in on you and like coach, you get extra coaching and things, or is all of that, on your mom and you to figure out, to pay for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of a little bit of both. Um, you know, I think it takes a really great individual to see a girl and see the potential in them. So of course there are those diamonds that people see and they're like, absolutely. I want to pour into them, but it really is up to you to find the help and to ask the right questions. I, I know when I started, I definitely was a diamond in like the super rough, like I was still in the ground. Um, and <laughs> So I, I don't think it took a few years for me to really be someone that people looked at and saw as a future Miss Georgia. And then I could actually do well at this, but that came through a lot of coaching and thank, thank God my mom knew a lot of people that had had workshops in public speaking and kind of knew the right outlets to kind of plug me in. Um, and so it wasn't about like the glitz and glamour. I never really got a lot of wardrobe help or anything like that. It was always about like the personal development aspect of it. And my mom was really strong at developing me there. And that's kind of what pushed me to start being better at everything else. Um, Miss America on a whole, there are these parts and pieces where, okay, for sure, the beauty, obviously, like, I think that's when everyone thinks of it and thinks of a pageant. That's the portion that everyone thinks of. But there is this aspect of public speaking and having a platform, knowing current events, all of those sorts of things. 
Um, and then I'm sure in a sense, like giving back, being someone that the community can look up to, but it is a whole picture type of thing. And I think society, in my opinion, only looks at really one piece of it. Yeah. I think what a lot of people neglect to realize is that the first part of a pageant competition actually is never seen by the general public. It's in an interview room with a panel of judges. So the first cut happens behind closed doors. um, And that's really where those personal development skills shine. Um, You can be asked anything under the sun. And if you can't make it past that first cut, then no one gets to see the beauty um, that you have. So that's a huge portion of it. And I think a lot of girls may enter one to wear the gown and walk on stage, but it really can take them out if they're not pouring into the right cup, if it's not that personal development for them. Right. Do you feel like, is there, which this sounds catty and like, I don't, I don't mean it to be, but do you feel like there is cattiness between like, did you, I'm sure in all areas of life, right? You build incredible relationships. I'm sure there's people that you, you know, saw at pageants all the time that you're like, oh my gosh, that, that will always be a special person in my life. Or I learned from them or I competed against them, but we're friends. Was there any cattiness that you saw um, between women in certain scenarios? I mean, absolutely. If you get a huge group of girls together for a week, there's going to be some form of drama. <laughs> um, I don't think you can avoid that in many instances, um, especially in a competition um, you know, we, there is a goal. We're all there to make ourselves proud and to show everyone what we have, but at the end of the day, only one girl can win. So it can get a little catty. <laughs> um, Savannah, I was looking, I was looking you up before and I am not, can you tell us like what year, what title, just so that I am not, so I know where we're at in, in the time frame. Yeah. So um, I competed and I won Miss Georgia Teen USA back in 2018. Um, And then I went on to win Teen Universe USA, which was in 2020. Whoa, Um, wait, wait, wait. Teen Universe USA. What does that mean? (laughs) So there's a few different pageant systems. Um, So Teen Universe USA advances on to Miss Teen Universe, which I went to in Nicaragua last August. Okay. So the, that, that one is like on to competing with the world. Yes. So the one I won at first, Miss Georgia Teen USA, then it stops at a national level. You go to Miss okay. Teen USA, which is really cute. And then this one, you go to the international level, which, you know, you can compete with everyone from a country. So, <laughs> so you were Miss USA in that pageant. I was, yes, ma'am. Okay. And what year was that? Uh, 2020 and 2021. So oh, right in the middle of the pandemic. Right in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> How'd you guys pull that off? Um, we all had to be vaccinated. We had to wear masks. Masks went with the outfits. Um, <laughs> no audience. No audience. There was, just... there was a small audience. Um, okay. It was very limited. Um, and they actually pushed it back a few times. It was supposed to be like in May. And then it got pushed back to August. So um, we just had to work with guidelines. And um, But thank God it was able to happen. And it was a great week. I would feel like I was starving and I would be ready to eat like two pizzas and a cheeseburger. And then it's like, it's pushed back two months. I would be like, you're kidding me. Like now I have to work out for two more months and try to eat. At least everything was ready. Like there was no rush. I was like those last minute things. I was like, okay, well now we have a whole nother two months to to go. So it's all good. (laughs) Okay. So this is where I'm confused and maybe many of our listeners might be. Yeah. There's not one Miss Universe or Miss USA because how many different 
pageant systems are there? So there's three main ones. So the main ones would be um, the Miss Universe organization. So that would be what I did the first time. So Miss Georgia Teen USA, Miss Teen USA is under that level. Okay. Um, And then there's Teen Universe USA, which is separate from Miss Universe, actually. And then there's a Miss America organization. So those are the big three. And then there's a bunch of other um, smaller level, um, kind of think of it like the NFL and then the college levels and the high schools. When you say you were Miss America in 2020, do you have to like dot, 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 say all that other stuff? Because the Miss America you're talking about is not the Miss America that Right. It gets confusing, especially if you're not in the pageant world, because people are like, you're like, for instance, if like Miss Georgia is just like, oh, I'm Miss Georgia. There's three different Miss Georgia. Miss Georgia's. Okay. So it's really confusing. (laughs) Seems to be specific at which system you're representing. Does each system pay out? And I mean, pay out in a positive sense. Like I'm sure that you get scholarship money, you get things that benefit in all those ways. Do you kind of pick the system based on those sorts of things. Yeah. And um, so in the different systems, they compete in different categories. So in Miss America, for instance, they have talent, which is an onstage portion. Most people sing, dance. Um, and then Miss USA, they don't have that swimsuit. I mean, that um, talent portion, they have a swimsuit portion. So it really is just... Uh, so Miss America and Miss USA are not the same thing. Not the same thing. Oh Too my God. I, my brain's exploding. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> It's, it's rocket science. It's really crazy. No, it is wild. <laughs> so you didn't have to have a talent. Oh no, I have no talent on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so you did the one that had the bikini contest. Yes. Yes. I can walk in a swimsuit. I cannot sing or dance. Mm-mm. I can, okay. I can dance, but I cannot walk in a swimsuit. <laughs> You're Miss America queen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. This is what I want to know. Okay. It was a little while ago that I think either Bravo or TLC, one of those different um, networks kind of put like a reality for kids, the children's pageant world. Okay. Okay. Do you remember any of that? She's Um, talking about like Honey Boo Boo, which I feel like you're, you're tired. You're kind of young for that. I think. Is it like the Tellers and Tiaras kind of? Yes, 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 yes. How does that, does that world kind of feed into the adult world or was that just like a reality picture of something that has nothing to do with what? So there are glitz pageants, um, which are, this is going to sound really confusing. Those are very separate from like Miss America organization. Glitz pageants are more geared towards younger children. Um, That's where you see all the hair pieces, all the flippers, all the Tallers and Tierras kind of vibe. Um, but a lot of those girls don't end up competing when they get older. They get kind of burnt out by doing those every weekend. Um, so they call those glitz. And then the, the higher level is called the natural pageants, which is just, they don't have all the hair pieces and the craziness. <laughs> so in my mind, it was like feeding the system. No, no. you're saying it doesn't. Oh, okay. Rarely does a girl go from a glitz pageant to um, a Miss USA or Miss America. Do you, are you still doing or are you retired? Do you ret- um, so I'm retired as of the moment, but um, I haven't been to Miss USA or competed as a Miss yet. So I might come out of my little retirement shell soon, but nothing right now. I just didn't know if you get the bug, you know what I mean? Like if you get that bug to be in the pageant circuit. Yeah. So actually Miss USA was last night. They crowned a new Miss USA. 
And, you know, watching it when you've competed, you're like, oh, maybe I should go back. So maybe soon. <laughs> I like it. And is there, like, for example, I'm a dancer, but if I wanted to go and do a gig right now, I would have to do a lot of prep work, right? Is there, is there a lot of that for you to like get back yourself back in it? Absolutely. Yeah. There's um, a lot of coaches in different, um, in the different categories. So you would have to go to an interview coach. <coughs> a lot of girls have personal trainers, you have walking lessons and it's a whole like wardrobe team as well. So if you decided like, Oh, I'm going to enter a pageant now, it would be at least six months of preparation. I feel like, and, and listen, we're dancers or we were, you're, you're a dancer. I am no longer a dancer. But dance is expensive, right? As are many activities. Um, I feel like it seems like pageants would be really expensive. They they can be. Um, I think you can you can definitely budget and enter a pageant without spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, a lot of there's preliminaries as well. So um, if you wanted to compete for Miss USA, but you didn't want to pay everything, you can go to a preliminary where you would win your entry fee. A lot of times you win coaching, you win a gown. So there are different preliminaries you can enter that can help with the costs. Is there a moment that you're proudest of? Like if you had to pick one moment out of all of the things and it could be, you know, a speaking moment or a gown moment, or listen, I would be proud of still bikini in my bikini swimsuit moment. Like, is there a moment or even just a title? Is there a moment that you're most proud of? Um, I think, you know, your first one's always the most special. So winning Miss Georgia Teen USA will always be a really big deal to me just because I sat in that audience for three years and I watched and I waited for that to be me. And so I think, you know, watching those videos still five years later, I, I look at it and I'm like, that is so special. And that's a year I'll never forget. Okay. Savannah, what, what does it come along with? So you win a title. Um, back in the day when I was growing up, when I watched these things on TV, it would be like, now Miss America is going to tour the United States and her charity in blah, blah, blah. And there's like all of this work and um, showing up to things and talking to kids and going to high schools and stuff. What, what, what is life like after the title? It, it definitely is still the same in many ways. Um, so normally when you win a title, you hit the ground running. Um, when I won Teen Universe USA, I toured the United States for a year, going to different pageants and speaking with different charities, working with countless organizations. So you really become a public figure, figure for the organization and get to spend a year with the best job ever. And you get to wear really fun things and you really do become kind of like a fashion um, icon and public figure within the community. Did you have a specific platform that you, you know, was your ultimate focus? Yeah. Um, so when I was a teen, I worked a lot with um, an organization that worked with a rare form of cancer for child for children. Um, and it was called Cooper's Crew. Um, one of my mom's best friends um, had a son who I grew up with that passed away. So I got to work with a lot of children hospitals um, on his behalf and in his with his legacy and got to pass out scholarships in his honor. And so that was really cool that I got to do that. Okay. So sad, but like, I love that you were able to use this to give back. So I saw that you were in chemistry, um, which I was like, I, I shouldn't think like that, but I'm like, okay, she's chemistry, chemistry. Like, were you always just a science 
nerd? Um, yes and no. I always kind of was very interested, but I was online schooled in high school. So I felt like I kind of missed out on being a nerd because I was traveling and modeling. Um, but I ended up going to college and um, I graduate soon with a degree in biomedical engineering. Um, so I'll be a little STEM queen. Wait, what? I know, right? Wow. How does one have time to do all that studying plus all of the other responsibilities you have? Uh, a lot of time management and a lot of all-nighters. <laughs> Do you think that because you did online, I I would not never have been an amazing candidate for our online high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just was lucky that I was going there for the social aspect. Do you feel like the ability to do online schooling for high school really kind of, you have to manage your time, you have to plot and plan. I kind of think it would push you into being more mature in that aspect or, or, you know, and then going into college, I think it would give you a lot of habits and tips and tricks that maybe you wouldn't have if you were in a regular high school. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started online school my ninth grade year, so I never went to a day of high school. And so I really had to become my own teacher and manage my own time. I was responsible to get the work done. No one was going to be there to be like, okay, like now you have an hour to do your math homework. It was very much on me and I was on the go. I was traveling. And so a lot of the times I would do my schoolwork on planes and (laughs) trains and God knows where I did that schoolwork, but (laughs) it was a a lot of time management. And I actually went to a year of college and then I just decided to do it online as well. So I finished up my degree online just because I learned so many valuable assets that I was just able, I'm a better online learner now, um, that now going to school, I'm like, this is a waste of time. I need to, I need to go do things. (laughs) Okay. So from a modeling aspect, um, Mm -hmm. and I know that you do model a lot, even scheduling this was like, I have a shoe, like, how can we, do you love doing that or is it a job and money and it's easy and you're gorgeous? Like how does that, do you have an agent? Like, do you work a lot? What does the modeling path look like? Yeah. So I have an agent um, and I do love it. Um, I've gone through seasons of course, where it is a job, but you know, I think if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that has absolutely become what modeling is me. It's super fun. And it really is this alternate personality that I get to live out a few days a week when I do shoots. I'm like, okay, now I can, you know, not be a normal girl at my computer doing schoolwork. I can go and be fabulous. And so it's super fun. Um, but you have agents that book your shoots and allow you to connect with different people. Uh, Savannah, I have a, I have a question. Uh, it's with my life, I'm in the arts and there seems to be a general like expiration date for dancers. Is there one for the pageant world? There is. So, um, I mean, in a way there is. So there's age limits for different categories. So oh, there are with- actual age limits. Yes. So oh, Miss- I didn't know that. She can't be above 28. I believe it is now. Um, and so once you turn 30, you're kind of done with the Miss pageants, but there are Mrs. pageants. Um, and if you get married, then you can compete in the Mrs. pageants. So you just enter a different category. Wait, if you're married and you're under 28, you're still not in the Miss category anymore? Actually, they changed the rule as of like last month that if you're married, you are in under 28, you are still a Miss. So... Oh, that's so old school. That's so 60s of them with that old rule. I know, right? But it's 2022. They're making some changes. Yeah. Okay. Why 
why 28? Why is it? Do you know? That's just what it's always been. Um, it goes from 18 to 28. So, okay. and then the teen is normally 14 to 18 or 19. So kind of the, I mean, that kind so of 46, makes sense. So 46, I'm out. <laughs> well, you can be in the Mrs. pageants. So you can be Mrs. Oh, good. Um, okay. So Savannah, I have another question. So for people out there, I have two questions. One from a health and wellness, because obviously like I've looked, I, I stalked you. You're very like, obviously you're gorgeous, you're fit, but you look very healthy and in, in, in all the things, you know, is there a time that you were ever worried about other people? So being totally honest, I did one pageant, um, my whole life I did one <laughs> and Ooh. I guess it had a talent portion. So I would have been, it was like, um, it fed into Miss Ohio. And I definitely had an eating disorder at the time, like anorexic for sure. Wait, we've never talked about this. Well, listen, we're talking about it now. Let's wait. wait, Like how old were you? Um, I bet I was 18. Oh my God. I'll send you a picture. It's not a flattering picture. It's not a picture. That no, I because when you were 16 is when I spent more time with you because I was dancing with you. And then you left our studio. And so I didn't I see you. I, was, I think I was a freshman in college. So, um, okay. I definitely wasn't And listen, it actually wasn't pageant related. It was relationship related, you know, the, the eating, whatever. So it wasn't actually pageant related, but when I look at those pageant pictures, I was super, super skinny. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like as a pageant miss, um, miss, miss the whole deal, do you feel mm-hmm. like that was important to you to be like healthy looking, but super fit? Do you ever feel like there were moments that you were worried about someone that you were in a pageant with or even yourself? Because it is, we've talked about this with Carrie. She's a professional dancer. She lives in LA. It is, it is part of her job at times for her to look a certain way. She's an aerialist. Um, that's part of her role. And I think that Carrie does it in a very healthy way, but there's also times that that pushes people into the wrong direction. Did you ever feel that in any way? Um, I think so. And I, I think that happens very subconsciously because I don't think you, you know, realize one day like, oh my gosh, I'm having a very unhealthy relationship with food. Um, but competing in pageants, it's really hard when you're literally standing on stage next to the most beautiful women in your state or from other countries and you're being compared to them. Um, especially when you're in a swimsuit, that's very vulnerable. Um, and so it, I think probably last year was really hard. I went through something really traumatic and it really did bring out those flaws and those unhealthy relationship I had with eating and working out. And I was just over exhausting myself. I would work out like three times a day. I would literally be running on like juices and meals. Like it was not, not healthy at all. Um, and it really did take a lot of my really close friends in my group to really just call me out and be like, Savannah, listen, like, this is not healthy. This is not right. Um, and definitely, I've definitely taken back my power in like the last year and started truly working out and fueling my body. I don't think I ever was doing that. Um, when I was seriously competing, I was doing everything to fit in a size zero dress and I didn't care what it meant. If it meant I didn't eat ice cream for 
six months, I was like, that's fine. <laughs> Which yeah. is not normal. I, mean, I think that that is so like, I think it's just such a real thing. And I don't know that there's any real way around it. And Carrie, you have to have felt that at times with your professional career, whether it was a gig, whether it was a long-term gig, even when you were touring, that you had to be a certain way to fit in a certain thing. Didn't, did you feel that way at times? I mean, yeah, I would definitely just stop eating sometimes, but not because of, for me, not because of the way I look, but because I don't know. I think it was just anxiety period. Just having, just having anxiety. Um, I know so many ballerinas, especially, uh, that have gone through that and even seeing their relationship after they've been healed from the actual eating disorder of it, the mental disorder that lives in them is still there. Like, you know, my friends who went through that and then had babies and how they perceived themselves after the baby during the pregnancy, you can see that that disease didn't really necessarily leave their brain. It just, they just started eating healthier. You know, they just started making sure they nourished themselves, you know, to, to um, piggyback on that question, Savannah, is there a big pressure among, among that world to get implants, to get, you know, to have any type of surgeries, dermatology work, like what is the pressure? How many people around you do you know do these things? Yeah, um, I think we all have some idea of beauty and we're always trying to compare ourselves to whatever we define as beautiful. And it's hard when you're going to coaches who literally you're paying to nitpick you and to tell you, why am I not winning this pageant? Like, what is it? Um, And a lot of times I do go to very physical aspects of yourself. Um, So I do believe that it can be very toxic when you're constantly called out for not looking exactly like this version of beauty and you're called to, whether it's doing plastic surgery or going to dermatologists, um, I think there's a very healthy way of suggesting like, oh, okay, you're dealing with acne as a teenager. Like, let's get you some help there. But it's very different than, you know, flat out telling someone that they need cosmetic procedures. Um, and so it's, it is very dangerous. You have to be careful who you surround yourself with and who you allow to offer you advice. Um, you know, Kelly, actually the whole body image thing affected me less. What I saw as I got, became an older dancer, time went along. And I think that getting work done became more widespread. Mm-hmm. And what I would see is dancers who are 18 to 21 getting cosmetic surgery yeah, to dance, which makes me laugh almost because they're never going to make that money back. (laughs) We never get paid. Like, (laughs) like I I understand if you do it to become an actress, but like actresses make a lot more money than we do. So to see somebody who's 21 getting their lips done, getting, getting, you know, implants, which for the most part, people don't have any, anything bad, but I also know women who've had toxicity, problems because of implants. So anyways, I, I do feel like, um, at least in my industry, it's, there's a lot of pressure to get that stuff done. And I cannot imagine that it is less pressure for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, I don't want to, I don't want to go on a terrible note because it feels a little bit terrible, but I think, I think in the whole scheme of things, even the experience that I had minus that I wasn't eating at the time, 
I felt like I grew. I had incredible. I mean, the fact that you have to go through the interview process, you're on stage, um, you're poised, you learn to represent, you learn to have those conversations, regardless if you become, you know, win a title, there's so many things that you gain from an experience like this, much like dance in the sense of being a performer, being able to stand out, being able to have those conversations and hold your own, you know, for the people that, you know, maybe do question, what are a few things that you would say, um, that to really represent what you loved about being in pageants. And then two, and this is the last question and we'll let you go. We kept you for a long time. We don't normally keep people for a long time, but that means you were very intriguing. Um, and then what is, you know, if someone, you know, let's say Willow, Willow, maybe not the right person. Emerson for sure not. Emerson's like out kicking a soccer ball everywhere. Like the last thing she wants to do is dress up ever. But, you know, what would you say to someone that's like questioning whether that is a good space for their daughter? What are the pluses? What did you gain that you feel like, you know what, it actually is a great organization. I got scholarship money. I learned so much. Like what are, how would you love to leave it with what you experienced through that world? Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's very easy to call out the negatives, but it is really important to acknowledge that there are so many great things that I could never have learned in another space. Um, competing in pageants, especially in the very vulnerable ages of like 15 and my early twenties, um, you know, that's where you start to realize your self-worth and you're kind of creating this picture of who you are and what you stand for. And I think pageants really gave me a voice. They really told me that I wasn't just a girl from Georgia. I was a girl who is powerful and I do matter. And even though I'm just one person, I absolutely have valid feelings and valid um, outlooks on things. And I, really do believe that pageants did propel me into being outspoken and being confident in who I am. There's a lot of things that young girls can be shaken on. And, you know, we're in a world where you're comparing yourself every day on social media. And I I know that through pageants, I was taught that I am, you know, so content with who I am. And I don't think I would have learned that in a lot of other spaces in my life. Thank you so much to Savannah for carving out the time. We love talking to you. In the show notes, listeners, uh, you can sign up for our newsletter that we send out. Uh, It has photos and more information on our guests and, uh, you know, what Kelly and I are up to as well. Uh, If you love the sound of my voice, I also have the Expecting Aerialist that focuses on motherhood and pregnancy postpartum for an athletic population, uh, the aerialist population. But it really does touch on a lot of just things that women who go through, you know, the perinatal phase of their life go through. And I think there's great takeaways for, um, for all women in, uh, in the Expecting Aerialist. It's also part of the Digitant family of podcasts. We're really happy to now have a pod. We're no longer a fish without a family. And thank you to Asa Watkins, sound engineer. Please honor us with a five-star rating and a review anywhere you get your podcasts. We love you forever. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. All right, guys. Over and out. See you next time. This is Greener Grass.